News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman. In association with AIR on News Talk. Now, the Justice Minister, Helen McEntee, is on her way to Cabinet uh, as we speak. One of the things she is considering at the moment is giving Gardaí more powers to crack down on rioters. Alan Bailey, retired detective sergeant, former head of the Cold Case Unit. Is this an issue for, for Gardaí? Do they feel their hands are a little bit tar- uh, tied when it comes to dealing with those kind of situations, Alan? Good morning, Shane. Absolutely. Um from a purely personal point of view, and given my background, I suppose my primary concern last towards evening as I watched all this unfold was for the safety of the Gardaí who stood there in front of that mob. Uh, if ever the concept of a tin blue line could be shown, it was on that day at that time. I know what the riot squad, when they were brought in, they are a very effective tool, but for a lot a long time it was men and women in uniform stand there without as much as a helmet between them. And let's try and just, if possible, get into their heads. They're facing these rioters. It's a frightening situation. They don't have the right equipment. Are they second-guessing themselves as to how hard they can go back at them? What, what kind of things are going through their head, do you think? They are, of course. And utmost in the mind is if I strike or if I retaliate, Am I, am I going to be held responsible? There's all these cameras, every one of those rioters, or every other one of those rioters stood there with a mobile phone out taking photographs of the Garda members as they were provoked and pushed and jeered. I mean, it's only human nature you'll push back at some stage or other, and at that stage then you leave yourself wide open. I just think to myself, Shane, that it's, my last day on the job was in, 20, in 2011, the time of the Queen's visit to Ireland. Uh, on that day, we had to borrow a water cannon from the PSNI to use in a riot control situation up in the Cabaret area. We're here now 12 years later, and we're still talking about borrowing one of the most basic tools in a riot mm. situation, yeah. a water cannon. We're still looking to borrow one from another jurisdiction. Uh, it does seem odd. What, what, about, it, things like pe- what about things like pepper spray, uh, batons? Uh, I mean, should there be more liberal use of that, uh, body cams, um, facial recognition technology? Yeah, I think body cams are the way forward. I mean, it shows that in real time what's happening and what's going on and why the guard reacted as they did and why they did took that line. It's very easy to see straight away whether the guard is right or wrong. The guard is in a situation, a very volatile situation, and he has to react and to protect life and property. Mm. But he needs some bit of backup for it, and I don't think he's there at the moment. Okay, um, in relation to pepper spray, uh, tasers, batons, are, are they Again, things... Again, they're all, all once-off weapons. The pepper spray, it's a one-on-one situation. Tasers are something similar. You'll fire one or two shots, but I mean, not every member that was standing down there would be armed with a, a taser, or could be armed with a taser. Yeah. A very limited use of in a riot situation. Uh, another big issue that you could see was the riot squad members having to go from all over the city out to Santry to tool up to be brought back in. I mean, you know yourself last Thursday, the city was at a standstill. So those guard members had to get out to Santry, get ready and be bussed back in. There's no reason why the little centres around the city, you know, the guard station, the yard and the guard station couldn't 
have one shed in housing equipment to be okay. used and that where um, members could report to. It's just separate from the riots and just, just uh, finally, uh, Alan, um, there is a perception that parts of the city, particularly Dublin 1, and this is a perception shared by businesses who work there, are kind of lawless at this stage. And we saw other videos emerging of the last couple of nights of the kindest things, things that were happening on the streets, that the Guardi have kind of ceded control a little bit in these areas. And terrible things are happening and low-level antisocial behaviour as well is happening. And it's not being policed. How do we well, address I would that? Agree that you, I would agree that you can walk through O'Connell Street, down Moore Street, Henry Street at night, with, and there are gangs of people, of youths marauding around there, and there is no guard presence. And this is something I, I believe has been building up as far back as for, from the first COVID lockdown. The streets emptied, but they very quickly filled up with these gangs of thugs. How, how, how do we tackle that? Police on the beat. It's that simple. If it's that simple, why isn't it happening? Because it's not happening. That's you. If you take a walk along O'Connell Street, I know it's saturated with police this week, but any other week, there was a, there was always a, in my time there was always a guard present. You had a guard at the GPO. You had a guard in Henry Street. You had a guard. You actually had a guard station at the top of O'Connor Street. At the, in the wisdom, they actually closed down. Yeah. But sorry, just just to clarify, is it is it lack of uh, resources? It's absolutely a lack of resources. The manpower are not there. They're just not there to, to patrol the streets. Okay, all right. Alan Bailey, retired detective sergeant, former head of the Cold Case uh, Unit. Thank you for talking to News Talk Breakfast this morning. News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman. In association with AIR. Weekday mornings at 7 on News Talk.